0: Welcome back to the LED Project podcast number 34. My name is Kyle Krieger and I'm thrilled this fine Saturday morning to be joined by my partner in crime Wilkie Law. What's going on?
1: What's going on? What's going on? What up?
0: Yeah, you know, we just uh had a very lively about 30-minute conversation off air about the general <laughs> gist of what's going on in life and all the things we got going on, so it's been good. So you might get a little uh a little residual effect from that. We've been clowning a little bit and his <laughs> wife has been yelling at him. So it's been a good time this morning so far. So hey,
1: yeah it's, it's, it's real life. It's real is
0: real life. It is it is real life for sure. So all right, we're gonna kick it off this morning with a we connect card. And again, these are from our friends uh Chad and Will over at We and Me. And you can find them at We and Me or We and dot me is where you can find them. Otherwise, you can find Chad on LinkedIn. You can find him on Facebook. You can find him on Instagram. They're all over. So this is a green green card. What is a fun experience that you have recently had? Hmm.
1: A fun experience I recently had. Um, oh, wow. Okay, for me, I think it was when we, we, we were doing our reconfiguration meeting. And we actually got to team up and meet with our new schools, uh, all the employees that are going to be at our new school. And I was facilitating a um, team building exercise where we were doing a spinoff of the the floor is Lava. And so they had to use these six tools to get the entire team from one point to the other. And it was just so much fun engaging people who barely know each other, getting into tight spaces where they were all up in each other's faces and having to pull each other and work together. And it was just the whole vibe and the energy in there was just so, so amazing. And so that's probably the, the most fun thing I've done in a while. Yeah. yeah,
0: That's good. I, I'm going to go to our, uh, for, uh, what is a fun experience that I've had recently? Um, I've had a bunch actually in the last week or two. I, I got to go to a conference in Wisconsin Dells for a couple of days and then I was with, uh, one of my college roommates one of my closest friends in Chicago this past weekend where the food was just ridiculous but i think for my my fun experience most recently was uh tuesday night we we won our first playoff game and no one was really expecting us to win a playoff game so yeah, yeah, yeah. uh it was it was great <laughs> for our boys to get a win and to kind of turn that corner and i don't know why i think it's so fun but there was a moment where an opposing player was I was sitting at the score table doing our scorebook and an opposing player was kneel, knelt down getting ready to check in. And our coach was saying something to one of the officials, not like yelling, but just talking with him. And the, the kid, you know, leans over and goes, why don't you shut up? Said that to our head coach, to which he responded very calmly. Wow. Why don't you look at the scoreboard? Because we were up 15. <laughs> and I know I shouldn't think that's fun, and I know I probably shouldn't think that's funny, but for him to have responded with with that little bit of levity, I thought was good. Because had it been me, I would have been very unhappy with a kid saying that to me in the middle of a game. Like I would have walked straight across to the other coach and been like, you need to get this kid out right now. So, but we, overall, we wound up winning the game, it was all good, Um, and that was a really fun experience to get to go on a couple bus rides with the guys, and we, our season unfortunately ended last night, Um, we played the defending state champs, who's the second ranked team in the state, and they were just too much for us, but it was a really, the whole experience of coaching basketball was really fun and and really memorable, so I'm, I'm glad.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. So, to get, you got to tell me, while you were out there in Chicago, did you did you by chance get you a deep dish Chicago pizza pie? No, I,
0: no we didn't. We had um, oh. we we had we had Asian one night. So I had like one of the best bowls of ramen I've ever had. It was just like <laughs> obnoxious good. And then the second day or the 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 first morning we went out and had uh brunch at a country bar which was right up my alley because i had probably my favorite dish in the whole world chicken and waffles
1: chicken and waffles yes
0: <laughs> dude i love i love the chicken and waffles so much um and then the thir- the the night we went out and i had Flank steak on cheddar grits with onion rings. It was just, and it was just like, oh, it was, it was just obnoxious. So, no, did not have the deep dish Chicago style pizza.
1: But, yeah, that's awesome, though, man. Yeah, good experience for the boys, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Taste of it, motivated Mm -hmm. for next year. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. Um, I got a quick question for you. Yeah. Something I've been thinking about. So um, if you had to describe your teaching style as a superhero, how how would you describe that?
0: Okay. So in thinking about this question, are you, are you asking like which superhero would I be which, which, or like which superhero, which superhero, would superhero traits would I have?
1: Which superhero would you be? Which superhero?
0: Um gosh, I'm trying to think. I, I would probably try to I would probably go with Hawkeye from The Avengers. Cause he's okay. kind of the guy that has relationships on both sides. And, and I'm thinking back to the Captain America Civil War movie to where, you know, he he had left and he was kind of out of the mix. And you know, he came back to be on Team Captain America, but he was still building, trying to build the relationships with the other side. And and I think for me, just that relationship building piece for me, it's just something I'm so good at, and it's almost a way for me to disarm kids. You know, and really put them in a space where they can you know be successful because it's so funny. I've been thinking about this, like it, I'm just networking with kids and I've noticed that I've done this and I don't think I was intentionally doing it but I know a kid I'll see that kid around the school talk to him you know build a relationship and then at some point when they're in a big group of people I will walk up and talk to them intentionally and like start talking to everyone around them and then before I know it like all of those kids I've got a relationship with and it's just kind of spidered out to where I know so many kids and I talk to so many kids throughout the day and and I think that's the most fulfilling part of my job is is to just have all those fun relationships and I recently uh the kids were like hey are you going to chaperone prom so I decided that I would would go chaperone prom the the oh. dance part and you know hang out but it was it was really cool that they were asking me that it, you know if I if I would come to you know what is one of the biggest events of of the high school year so Right. Yeah, how about you? Superhero trick. Um,
1: I would probably say Charles Xavier, Professor Charles Xavier from the X-Men. Just because my, for me, like you, I like to build relationships, but I I like to get in people's heads. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, not, not, not in a negative way, but just try to let me get in your head. And let me, let me see what you're thinking, so we can try to make that happen. You know, so that's kind of where I tend to lean toward, even as a classroom teacher, is that I believe my my what makes what makes it click for me is getting to getting into my student's space to where I know who they are. You know, I'm in their listening space. And whether we agree or disagree, you know you have an ally with me. You know, and and and, and whatever it is that you're trying to make happen, we can try to make it happen one way or the other. So um, that's kind of where I would say that's where my superpower is. And that just kind of, we were talking about this off air, and it made me think about it. And I'm going to have to reach out to him. So I'm going to have to send him this link so he can listen to this um, guy I met in Florida, MD McGill. Wrote a book, 14 Real Life Superpowers. And um, I'm going to reach out to him and get him on here to kind of talk about his ideas behind this book. It's a great book. I read it. I'm actually going to reread it now before I reach out to him. So it's kind of a plug and kind of puts me on the spot to reach out to him to um, get him on the podcast and have a good conversation with him. So yeah.
0: after you said that too, I was sort of thinking maybe I'm the human torch where I'm. I just go from zero to like on fire and no time flat. Like I'll just be calm and then I'll just be like everywhere, like just
1: all at one time. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little bit of that
0: too. I was gonna say I'm the Hulk, but I'm not really the Hulk. I don't get like rage monster. I, you know, the, the I, I kind of just flame up and I'm just like, ah, oh, well, here we go. Let's get after it because there are those moments where I just kind of. <laughs> burst into burst into combustible flames and and you know kind of get going on that but no man that's a great question we're gonna have to add that to the podcast the list of questions
1: absolutely so what we're gonna do right now we're gonna get into the podcast and today we're gonna talk about building our brand that's something that's near and dear to both of us um ever since we started this conversation of Lighthouse Educator Development going on almost four years ago, we've been um, trying to build something that, that would outlast us and that will, or really that we hope that would put us, put our own selves out of business, really that education system will get to a point to where it becomes what it should be. Um, But in that we're trying to, trying to build our own collective and build our, you know, create our own little tribe here of educators and stakeholders who can help us push what we're trying to do. And, and a big part of that is branding ourselves. So, Kyle, let's just kind of get, get into it. Uh, I know you're, you're the social media goody guru. Uh, I lean to you on that. You, you're you more in that millennial generation. But just kind of talk to us a minute about what, you know, as far as in your eyes, what, what does it mean to build a brand?
0: Well, I, th- you know, and the thing about it, with building a brand and doing those things is I I know we've talked about creating a tribe, but I'm, I'm learning with social media, especially um, with teachers that it's more about kind of filtering in and joining a tribe. I think at this point for us, I think eventually we will build our own tribe, but right now we're just trying to get involved and there's so many good things on social media with teachers. Like, and there's so many out there and they're collaborating and they're communicating. And I think it's really important that we just join. In. And, you know, we both said we we uh, both are fans of Gary Vaynerchuk and, you know, he's got a social media strategy where he just says, you know, if you want to get with influencers, you want to become a part of a community, you've got to contribute to that community. So we've both been trying to, whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn, um, just find things that we like, find things that are meaningful to us, and, and comment and contribute. You know, I think there's a lot of on social media people will comment with just an emoji or a yes," or this is great." But I, when I'm commenting, I'm really trying to add value or add to the conversation or, or, mm-hmm. or do whatever it is that I can, because for us in terms of what we're branding, our, our Instagram handle is value adds value. So what we do better be bringing value to people, otherwise that handle is not really appropriate to us. And in terms of what we're doing right now, we're at a point where we need to ask. And I think a big part of our social media and our branding and getting out there is is just asking for things. You know, asking like you were saying uh, with with McGill to to just ask him to be on the podcast. You know and and that's another thing that Gary Vee talks about is you know just instant message or d m people and just say, "Hey, we've got this podcast, we'd love to have you on it and I found a couple one guy that's got a hundred thousand followers on Instagram and another guy that's got like thirteen thousand uh subscribers on youtube and yesterday, I reached out to both of them and they both said yes, and they were both excited, and you know the the thing is i I feel like maybe two that these people are doing us such a favor, but we really are adding value. Like we have now with this 34 episodes. So, so we've, we not only, you know, we set out to start the podcast and we didn't do as many as we did last year, but we did more than a whole bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And, and what we've done has really hopefully brought value, but I know it will continue to bring value. So I think in terms of building our community to build our community, we got to, We got to find our way into the communities that are already out there and and make sure that we don't build something based on um, the the image we portray. Because with social media, there's so much of that out there where it's just the image you portray. We want what we do and how we brand ourselves to be authentically who the two of us are and authentically what we believe.
1: Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree, and you know it's interesting that you said the word authentically because when when I thought of branding, the first thing that came to mind was intentionality. It's like I, you know, just I think we've kind of remained in our silo. Um, <clears throat> almost, I know for me, um, almost like saying we're it, it's going to happen almost kind of deal. It's going to happen. We're going to gain the momentum. We're going to gain the footing. And, um, you know, after speaking at a couple of conferences and, you know, being asked to do other things, it's like, you still see that you're not really moving at the pace that you know you could. So it's like, what do we need to do to intentionally get our name and our faces and our mission and our vision in front of those who are, who, who are stakeholders and what we, what we believe in. And it's like, we're not asking you to do anything extra. We're just trying to reach out to those people who are already doing it and saying, hey, look, here's a space also that, that we're doing also. Um, again, because there's enough sufficiency within, within all of the earth to supply everybody's vision and dream. I 100% believe that. Um, it's just that we're not tapping into them. And I think that when we're branding being authentically who we are, it's saying, hey, we're, we're a collective of educators. You know, we're a follower of, of stakeholder, And, you know, we, we talked about this off air is that everyone on this planet is a stakeholder in education. So what we're doing is not saying, hey, look, you know, no, we're just saying, look, this is something that everyone will eventually benefit from. You know, it's not a one and done type of situation. It is a, a long term strategy to reshape and return the value to the craft of teaching. To where the next generation of teachers and the next generation of students will continue to perpetuate that versus the spiral that we're in right now. I mean, it's it's almost scary to to see the 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 despair in the eyes of some students, you know, going around and no one reaching out to them and 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 saying, admitting to them that hey, you're loved, you know, somebody cares about you. So. Yeah, that's my soapbox. I don't want to ride that one too long, but but yeah, but building our brand, I think that that's, we have to wrap it around who we are.
0: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I, and I think off your point of being intentional, I think, and this is on me, I underestimated the number of people on Instagram and I overestimated the number of people on Facebook in terms of, you know, the demographic that's now becoming teachers, like Mm -hmm a lot of them i'm sure are on facebook but it seems to me that instagram is now like their primary social media outlet and you know we i had a you know i have my own personal instagram where i've put a lot of stuff but i hadn't really you know invested a lot into it and and if we could have gone back a year or two or whatever ago we would have been on instagram and all these things that we've been posting and saying you know we we could have been building that following you know so we're a year but be- mm-hmm. year or two behind on it but i really believe that you know we we talk about this all the time mm-hmm. you know everything mm-hmm. in its right time and and i think our message is so much clearer and our our vision is so much clearer and and just our ability to put out a good podcast is so much better than it was when we started it's not choppy it's not you know us forcing a conversation it's it's really us you know the i think the podcast is maybe our most authentic medium to present ourselves
1: well we're we're both we're, we're both conversationalists you know um my wife always jokes you know that that I can talk to anybody you know we had a the cable guy came and I'm engaging him in conversation while he's sitting here working um and it's meaningful communication you know it's not just random Oh, it's a beautiful day outside. You know, it's actually getting to know that person and sharing parts of yourself with them. Um, you know, it's that it's that exponential growth syndrome. You know, I want to grow from my interactions with them and and, and vice versa. And I think that, that that is what make that's what brought us together, you know, as you know, to bring this this whole thing together was just that drive to say, Hey, to have someone that you can communicate with. Someone who who can not really say do this or do that, but offer suggestions that may they may influence you in some way, based on real life experiences.
0: Yeah, and I and I think, and this is something that we've talked about, and you know, in building the you know the the platform for our Lighthouse Educator Academy, that's what we had stated it to be is is a, a group of people, a, you know, a cohort. Of people you may not normally have contact with, but that can be your support system. And and as I you know dig into you know the teachers that are on Instagram, especially like that's what it is. Like these people are you know they're supporting each other because it's, but they're also not shying away from what it really is. And they're not you know a lot of the people that I follow aren't shying away from saying that they're having bad days and saying that things are difficult. So although social media, like I said, and I'm not not trying to bash it because I use it. So much of it can be covered up, but on the same token, Mm -hmm. there's so many people that are being authentic and being real. And and that community of support is, you know, what we hope to be a part of, because ultimately, like with us, we want to keep teachers in the profession and we want to help them be successful. And we want to speed up the learning curve with which they're able to to make an impact for their students, you know, and and. Being intentional with with that you know if we're talking about branding, you know we're going into the fact that we we need to start to build a bank account to be able to to go to these events to travel to where to where we can pick and choose the events we want to go to based on our fit rather than can we afford it right because on the same token and and I know that i've made. Financial, we both made financial investments into this that are substantial, but I'm like two or three months from being completely debt free. And you have a wife and a daughter. So, and you know this about me I've never been a like a financial planner. Like, I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw everything in, but after <laughs> the move and, and really understanding, and after my year off, I, I can't put myself in a financial bind. Like, I've worked right. too hard to get to where I'm at, that I need to be cognizant of our finances. And also, too, you're not going to build something big without finances at some point. Absolutely. And and I just looked at, you know, and I'm not saying that we're, we're looking for donations like that, but how quick were, you know, was George Clooney and his wife and Oprah to jump in to help the kids from Parkland put together their march? Like... Right. You know, there are people that want to help. And I think a big part of our branding is really putting ourselves out there in a spot where people can see us to say, oh, you know, I would like to help these guys. I I, I believe in what these guys are doing.
1: And, you know, it's funny because I kind of fault myself a little bit, too, because being in this doctoral program has really been, I mean, it's it's more than a notion to say the least, you know? Um, so getting free time to do things and, and I, I, and I know I've said, I need to have a greater presence in social media. Um, get out of my old man stage, you know, as Nevaeh says, you know, my daughter always telling me, daddy, that's old stuff, you know? And so she kind of keeps me abrupt to what's new, you know, but, I need to actually just start recording and putting, I mean, so many great conversations that I have with people um, around education that, that are missed moments that could have been captured. Um, And so many times that I'm asked and called on to speak and, and go do things that I don't capture those moments. So it's just a matter of making sure that we, that I begin to, I know from my end, really capture those moments that are being presented so that people can see that, no, this is not just a couple of guys talking about something. No, these are these are actual guys that are on the front lines.
0: Yeah. You and know,
1: we're, 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 <clears throat> go ahead.
0: And I was just going to say, you know, and a lot of what I've been learning about Instagram and people branding is a lot of people are, and I think people are, are seeing the feed, but a ton of people are using the story. And I think a part of our branding is, and I've been trying to do this every day is just to put a couple pictures in our story so people can click on and see what we're doing day to day. So all you got to do is, you know, we both got to get better at this. You just flip that thing on and you just say, hey, like, this is what's going on today. I just had this great conversation with this person or I had this experience with this kid and I wanted to get on and tell you about it. And and you can build build you know our story because I think the story feature is really showing that this is what we actually do day to day. Th- this is who mm-hmm. we really are. And I think that's why a lot of people like it. And we still need to use the feed and use the hashtags. Um, but I think, you know, in, in talking about building our brand, it really makes me feel good to know that, you know, because we've talked about this concept a bunch that, you know, we just want to feel everybody in education to feel like they're on the same team. We don't all have to mm-hmm. agree on everything. But if we could get to a point where parents and teachers and students and admin and communities were like, you know, we don't all agree, but we are all on the same team. Right. You know, that that's an important thing. And with building our brand and, and using Instagram and being authentic, we have to be authentic to really who we are. And, you know, I've been thinking about this and this is maybe off topic, but it's something I've thought about. You know, we say... You know, we both heard that everybody wants the same thing from education. We want our kids to be successful. We want to prepare them, blah, blah, you know, those things. But I'm really starting to be of the mind that we don't all want the same things. Because every kid comes from different experience and and different background and, and all those things. So they want something different. Not every kid wants to be academically challenged. And not every parent wants the same thing. Like I was talking with with Susan um, on the podcast, our last episode, and she was talking about something called the kindergarten university where kindergartners in Manhattan are going through five and six interviews at a time to get into a prep school but if they get into certain prep schools it's an invitation to Yale or Harvard or whatever Ivy League school they want to go to that's way different than the parents you know that her boyfriend Mark teaches at a charter school charter high school in in Brooklyn or in South Brooklyn I think is where it is where you know there are, are a lot of parents who just want their kid to graduate and and that would be a huge milestone so Um, But I
1: think at the end of the day, and this is something, you know, I've been, my wife and I, we've been talking about and I've been having conversations about is that I think at the end of the day, though the journey and the outcome may be different, I think ultimately the principle of, or not even a principle, the, the belief and the and the trust that I want to make sure that what I put on this earth, prospers and continues. I think that is the common bond. So you know, is every kid? Is, does every parent want their child to go to Yale or Harvard? No, but there's that sub population that wants that. But just because I don't want my kid to go to Yale or Harvard doesn't mean that I don't still care for them in a manner that I want them to be successful in life. Yeah, and because uh, we were talking about it even. Um, Somebody was asking me about the m- amount of energy that I'm putting into my daughter now with her wanting to be a rapper, you know. And hey, I'm supporting you, know me. Hey, hey. And she, I'm going to have to let, her let, let, let the Colonel hear. Um, <laughs> rap battle still on for spring break, Colonel. But anyway, um, um, get on to, you know, some people, oh, you're pushing over this. I'm like, but if she was a volleyball player or running track or a basketball player, you know, she may have a 1 in 3, 4 million chance of being, you know, going on and furthering on, furthering her career as a basketball or volleyball player professionally. It's the same odds as her making it into the music industry. The only difference is what do you, what, do you, what does she love to do and what is she willing to invest her energy in? And if she's willing to invest her energy in it, then it's worthy of me investing my energy into her so that she can prosper. And it may not see. It may not be Harvard, Yale. It may not be college at all. You know, it may be I want to treat you to be an entrepreneur and you don't have to go to college to be an entrepreneur. You know, so I think it's um, I I agree with you that the level that each parent level of expectation may be different. But I I don't I I guess I'm the glass half full guy that's going to say I really don't think that they're any parents who are actively caring for their kids. And I'm going to say they're actively caring for their kids who really do not want their kids to be better than them or to be successful in life. If nothing more, you want them out of your house living their own lives so that's less of a drain, you know, a, a, less, of, a less of a, less responsibility on you. You want to teach them to be self-sufficient, you know, if for nothing else, to get out and get, to, get your own house, start your own family.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but, you know, I can say, do I, Do we know? We know in education that not all parents see it that way. There are parents who don't care at all whether or not their kids are successful. You know, and so I think that spectrum is large, but I think for the ones who want to be successful, it doesn't matter the level of success or where they go with it. I think it's just a matter of putting it out there to them that whatever you're going to do, just do it.
0: Yeah, and I, and you know, I think My mom maybe. used to always
1: say, my mom used to always say, you know, to us, I'll help you be anything but sorry. You know, you you know, you just can't be sorry. You could be anything but sorry. That's not going to happen. You know, so it's just a matter of us having that same conversation with with our kids and with the teachers to draw that out of kids. Sounds
0: like something we need to put on a t-shirt. <laughs> Well and I think to your point what struck me and what you were saying and based on what I said is is maybe being on the same team means we accept that everybody has has a defi- different definition of what that success looks like and what, you know, that their role in it is. And and, you know, coming coming back to the to the branding piece, you know, this podcast is a huge part of our branding. Because mm-hmm. it's an it's a chance for people to authentically see who we are and and to get out and and be able to understand that this is what we've been doing. And we've been doing it for over a year now. And it's pretty impressive that we've got 34 episodes. And I would like to think that over the 34 episodes, our message has been consistent. And that we're refining it and that people get a chance. So when we, we come back to the topic of branding, you know, reaching out to people who have way more subscribers and way more followers than we do is a branding move not only to bring value to the people we have, but to expose ourselves to a new audience, which is ultimately what we want to do because we want to, we want to take our message nationwide and we want to take this thing nationwide and, and worldwide to really bring value to teachers. And if you don't reach a bigger audience, you're never going to be able to bring as much value as you can.
1: Absolutely. Visibility. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason why you have billboards that tower high up in the sky. You know, that's the reason why, you know, businesses that are on the freeway put their signs a certain way. That's why, you know, you see them differently when you're driving on the road. It's all about visibility. How visible are you going to be to your market? And I think that right now we've limited our market pretty much to our network because that's what we always started. You know, we always started with the people we knew. You know, well, what about those people we don't know? You know, ET always says, you know, you're one person away. You know, you're one person away from, from every one single connection away from going from zero to 100. Just one single connection. And so I think we've been limiting ourselves. And again, not intentionally limiting ourselves, but just um, out of failure to, 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 to to act on what we are with on the knowledge that we already know.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's But it's an evolution. You know, it's not it's not a kick yourself. It's an evolution to say, you know, hey, you know, I, I always try to tell, even with, you know, when I'm when I'm dealing with kids, I'm like, hey, think of everything in four quarters. Live in four quarters. Makes it so much easier. You know, I may get kicked in the first, come back in the second, may get kicked again in the third. But when it hit the fourth quarter, it's like, okay, let's go get it. And it starts over again. You know what I mean? So it's like when you know that, it's just you just got to keep pushing and say, you know, you keep evolving, keep changing, keep adapting to what's going on. And, and that's how that's what growth happens.
0: And I and I think that that's the main thing that we both have taken is we've continued to evolve and we've continued to learn. And now I think because of the mistakes we made, we're in a position now to capitalize on what we know and and mm-hmm. to really take it you know, to the next level. And, you know, with branding, we're going to, we're going to not be afraid to plug ourselves anymore. And we're not going to be afraid to put ourselves out there and, and, and speak on what we know and, and be able to say like, Hey, we've got a line of t-shirts and hopefully a line of hats that are coming that are going to be given out as, you know, gifts for people when they come on the podcast or when people donate to, um, our organization, you know, those types of things are branding and not just the T-shirt, Absolutely. not just the T-shirt as a gift, but, you know, hopefully that person wears the T-shirt and when they wear the T-shirt, they tag us. And, you know, all of those things just provide visibility for us and, and they provide an opportunity for us to just be seen. Because ultimately, you know, my, my
1: pastor used to always say, tell us that it's a poor dog that won't wag his own tail and it's a pole frog that don't praise his own pond. So that's basically what branding is. We, we have we can't be afraid to whack our tails and appraise our pond. You know, we have to let people know, hey, look, this is good. <laughs> are you laughing at me, Kyle?
0: <laughs> Dude, you have just had more good, like, anecdotes today than I've it's heard funny. in a long time.
1: It's just funny how things just come back to your remembrance when certain things are mentioned, but... Um but yeah i mean we, we we that branding we you have to put we have to put ourselves out there and 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 not be afraid to stretch outside of our network I mean, stretching outside our network is what got us connected with Chad littlefield, you know and and being able to be deeply impacted by you know him and him, his understanding of people and conversations and networking i mean all by itself i mean that that's that's huge. So imagine if every time we went out, this is what this is what we intentionally set out to do. Mm-hmm. you know, I remember back in the days when guys used to sell stuff out the back of their trunk, you know everywhere they went they- they were known he was gonna have something what are they what you know so it's like now it's like, hey, when people see us, they should automatically know, hey, that's those guys from lighthouse you know those are the guys from lighthouse those are the guys who who are starting to teach a movement within teaching. Those are the guys who are trying to, you know, who push, who are, who are pushing our, our, our legislature to make decisions that are in the best interest of our students and not in the best interest of politicians, you know, to put teacher legislation in place that, that makes teachers feel like you, you are professionals. This is, this is a career choice that you've chosen, you know, and, and return them to that sense of status that they should have and help them be able to handle that status and know how to, you know, react and, and act accordingly. So,
0: yeah. And I, and I think to, to try to wrap this up and I'm going to try to wrap it up and put a bow on it for this episode, you know, I think maybe that's a part of what we need to continue to, to the messaging to be sent for to teachers is it's okay to wag your own tail. It's okay to be your own advocate. It's okay to, to really be proud and, of what you've done, and and also to go out and ask for the things that you need, because if if we as teachers and as as whole, uh, you know aspiring leaders in the profession, if we're not out there advocating for ourselves, how are we going to ever teach teachers and teach kids to advocate for themselves? Absolutely. And I, and I think, and I've heard that word so often in the last few weeks and few months about you know teachers as advocates. You know, we our job is to be advocates for our kids and to teach them how to be advocates for themselves.
1: Absolutely. 100%.
0: So, yeah. Um, so, we're going to wrap this up. We, we are going to put a bow on it. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, find us on Instagram. Our, our LED page is at value adds value. You can find me as Kyle J Krieger. And you can find Wilkie as WV Law I I I. And I I I. Yeah. And if you have questions for us you'd like us to answer on the podcast, if there are things you want us to talk about, um, or if you know a teacher who you think would be great and could add value to our audience and to our podcast, please send us an email uh, to podcast at the LED Go over to Facebook, like us, send us a message if you need anything. We're here for you. But otherwise, um, this is the LED Project Podcast uh, number thirty-four. Oh, signing yeah. off. Oh, hold, hold on. on, hold on, not signing off. Make up.
1: sure you go into iTunes and you <coughs> you leave a message, comment on iTunes about what you're getting, the value that's yep. added to you. Yep. Submit, iTunes.
0: submit a review, like us, subscribe. It would be a uh, huge favor to us. So this is officially the end of (coughs) episode 34
1: we hope to talk to you again soon all right peace